Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing. Dr. Beverly is joining us today. I should say, which Beverly? Um, it's Halloween here. Hello. Hi. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> um, fitting because I think with our topic today, nothing is scarier than, you know, sometimes our own body image. Mm-hmm. So that is the topic of conversation today. I was thinking before this, I was like, you know, so typically we think, oh my gosh, we look at a photo when we're 20 and we're like, oh my gosh, what I would give to be 20 again. When I was 20, I thought I was like overweight and whatever. Then, you know, when you're 40, you look back at photos when you were 30 and you think, oh, what was I thinking? Oh my gosh, I would love to. And when you're 50, you go back to photos when you're 40. Why are, why? Do we do that? Because obviously in hindsight, we can reflect back and be like, oh my God, I had, I looked amazing. What what was my problem? So so just that, Dr. Beverly, if we can just get into <laughs> good good start. Um as you were talking, I was I was listening carefully and thinking, right, what is why? Why do we do that? And yeah. Really, it's probably when we're in the here and now, we really pay attention to what we're seeing. You know, we're looking for all of those flaws and those blemishes and those inconsistent bits of our body in the moment, in the mirror. Um, A lot of research in looking at uh, body image will ask somebody to stand in front of a mirror and the mirror actually has eye movement um, devices in there to watch where do people that have a healthy relationship with their body scan and where do people that have a less healthy um, idea of body image scan and and there's predictable places for both boys and girls and you Mm. can probably imagine where we might look you know inside thigh collarbone things like that To, to be monitoring do I measure up to my idea of what I might have heard is beautiful And of course, what we've heard is beautiful, depends also where we're from, our culture, our family of origin, whether it's muscular and physical, whether it's curvy and um, childbearing, you know, figures, or whether it's very small and petite. So it depends. It depends on what we've grown up thinking is that ideal or acceptable look. So mm. I think it's that we're in the here and now when we go back, when, we, when we're looking backwards, we're less critical because we're just looking at the picture. And probably right. then we're seeing a lot more, maybe our smile or the people that we're with or the memory. Um, but you're not wrong. We, all of us, I think, probably can agree that we look back and think, what was I worrying about? It, it, you know, what? <laughs> Why was I not just in the moment and enjoying the, the here and now? Yeah, why wasn't I wearing a bikini every day? 
to the mm-hmm. grocery store, to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And why don't we learn? Why don't we do that now? You know, we we then we learn these lessons and we still don't now. (laughs) Right. So um, being a psychologist, as you are, is there what's the difference? And is there a difference between body image and self-love? It's probably very entwined because I think that when we are sort of when we're thinking about how we're valuing ourselves, if we're valuing things on on externals, you know, we you know, what is my worth? Is it worth external? My my salary, my car, my my husband, my wife, how many? Where did my children go to school? Things like that. Then we might be thinking that we love ourselves, but we might think, actually, do we? Or are we thinking that we're only going to be loved because we have these externals? Um, Mm. So if we can separate worth from externals, then we would start messaging, what do I love about myself? What what traits inside me? So traits are those things that follow us for most of our lives. A a trait doesn't doesn't change. States change, um, but traits remain. So are we patient? Are we persistent are we playful are we calm are we courteous are we compassionate so those things are such lovely qualities that are outside of I earn this much or I drive this car um so self you know body image self-love it's probably entwined and if we accidentally start thinking it's about our appearance and unless my appearance is is good enough I'm not going to be loved and that's going to lead us down not a very nice path yeah well I asked that because there was this whole body positivity movement that's happening out there and you know it's it's one thing to body be body positive but they tie it with self-love and then with the size of your body which I think I mean it's such a great message to love yourself the way that you are but it's created this concept of if you love yourself the way that you are and accept yourself the way that you are then you shouldn't want to change that Mm. and I see yeah it's like it's like it's it's tied so then when someone actually wants to lose weight which you know obviously is not healthy for you it affects you know how you how your energy and how you feel and there's you know you gained a lot of people gained weight because of (laughs) situations in their lives like stress and you know um whatever that might be repeated dieting so they've gained this weight now they want to lose it and it's like the perception is well if i want to lose this weight and make changes to myself then obviously i'm not accepting myself or i don't love myself or i don't have a positive you know um body image because of that is that true i think if we replaced maybe the body physically that the size the shape the the ways whatever we're we're thinking if we changed it to something like smoking or Mm. alcohol or drugs or uh, too much sedentary behavior if we thought okay if i love myself just as i am and i'm going to carry on smoking this many packets or drinking this many bottles then our health is going to be impacted and so that that acceptance of who we are we want to just be careful that we want the people to understand accepting where you just as you are might not be the healthy option where you are able 
to reach your potential and recognize vitality that could be there and people out there that you might meet you know lovely brenda who i i met pam as well at the, at the weekend and i spoke to brenda yesterday on a message her why is about all of those reasons to, to get out to meet people to go to a restaurant to to be able to move without pain and that's a really important why and that's not saying she doesn't love herself that's actually i think acknowledging that she does she does realize she matters and yeah. it's wonderful um but you it is a funny it it is a funny juxtaposition that people will even say that you know why are you changing i thought you said you just love love you the way you are you know yeah. people will do that and sort of shame us into thinking but i do i do want to you know take a new um a, you know school degree or i do want to move to a different like we're allowed to move humans are supposed to evolve we're supposed yeah. to level up we're supposed to learn and get better it's why our brain is is plastic we're not supposed to just stay the same it's neuroplasticity moving becoming faster becoming cleverer becoming smarter and failing along the way because we learn our best messages you know our, our best lessons rather so something you just said there a lot of times what happens at the end of the program when people have been successful at, at losing weight is they will have other people say to them, oh, don't lose any more weight, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you've lost too much weight. You, you know, you're, you're good now. You should stop. When, when someone clearly, you know, yes, maybe they've lost a lot of weight, but they, they clearly can lose more. And if they want to lose more, there's no reason why they can't lose more. And it's about losing it in a healthy way. So how would you, what's happening there? So if you, maybe if you can give our members a bit of advice. So I say to you, oh my gosh, but Beverly, you've lost a lot of weight. Like, don't, don't I hope you're not going to lose any more, but you look great. Like how does someone, yeah. what happens when they're internalizing that? What, like, what's, what can they say to, to, to create a healthy situation out of that? Where they're not walking away being like, oh my God, do I look like, should I not lose more? Am I doing something mm -hmm. wrong? What's going on there? I think when we are talking to people, we can try our best to not receive the gift in anything. You know, when people say you can't do that or you mustn't do that or what are people going to think? That's just them offering something, but you don't have to receive it. So when mm. people say things, we have to remember that, that, you know, we can listen. We can listen with open ears, but it doesn't mean it has to go in and then worry us if we start worrying it's because we still like humans do care what people think if it's somebody that we trust we might think oh actually are, are they right in that other person that is saying that they're likely frightened about something they might think oh my goodness you're not you know you're not the same or they might be worried is is something going awry and is it leading to something that they might worry about because we we know stories where people become too rigid and then yeah. they lose too much weight and it, it becomes yeah. into the disorder category. Mm -hmm. So there's, mm -hmm. there's fear there, yeah. and humans, we don't like that, you know, so we, we people will speak up. But if inside you know, inside I'm doing it healthy, I am, this is sustainable, I can maintain this, it, I my heart is happy my lungs are happy my liver and kidneys are working my mm. if we know the why and we've got a healthy idea 
of what we're doing, then why, you know, then, then we don't need to take the gift. Then hopefully it doesn't derail us. Okay. Let's get right into it. Here's a comment from one of our members. Good morning. I am struggling with looking in the mirror and seeing the 32 pounds I am down. Been on a bit of a plateau the last couple of weeks. Hard not to hard not for those old I am fat voices in my head. Hmm. You know, people are successful, but they don't see it. And they're just so what do we do with that? It's what maybe, maybe what were they thinking success would look like, you mm. know, and then maybe reassess and think what else has happened? Not only 32 pounds down, but what else? You know, have you gone to a dance and had energy? Have you um, had more uh, sort of executive functioning, being able to plan and execute and have patience? What else is going on? Because when we just look, for something unfortunately we stop seeing it you know um and that's humans we look and we look and we look and and perception is really interesting you know we can distort um a lot a lot of um perceptual psychology and experimental psychology will show what we see is not always what is you know Mm -hmm. there's body dysmorphia where we just don't see that person in the mirror and somebody, what other people will see something else. So what else is there? Um, but catch that, catch that I am fat, you know, okay. and then go and make yourself a hot water, sit with it for a little bit and think, wow, what does that mean? You know, who told me that? Why am I saying it? Um, is saying that to myself going to make me feel any better about any of this? Unlikely, you know. Um, I am progressing. That's what I would say. I am here. I am doing. Um, And then all of those, I am feeling whatever she's feeling. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling vital. My skin is glowing. Whatever else is going on, let's try and turn the lens, that microscope on that, you know, because we often will maximize what we don't think is you know, good, and we minimize all of our successes. So that's an exercise in trying to bring forward to the forefront other things. You mentioned body dysmorphia. Like, it, is it possible? Obviously, you know, as a psychologist, there's a clinical definition of that, and people would be diagnosed as that. But what what's the impact of someone having lost and gained and lost and gained and lost and gained? Like, is there different levels of body dysmorphia where, you know, like how would someone know if they're struggling with that? I'm not talking extreme cases, which would be obvious and evident, but is there like a, is there like a, like I kind of have that I'm on the edge of that. Is that, does everyone have a little bit of that in them? If I'm seeing myself not as myself and I've lost a hundred pounds and I still feel like I'm still going into the plus size stores and buying that, size 16 when I'm now a size eight, mm-hmm. like is, is that body dysmorphia or is that something completely different? It's, it's the, it's the, it's the amount of time we spend when we cannot stop thinking about something and it's a perceived, you know, deficit or a perceived flaw in our appearance. And we'll look and we'll look and we'll look. Um, and somebody else might not see it. 
you know they might they might see it as as very small they might see they might say oh yes your, your teeth aren't completely straight but it's the amount of time that it ends up taking um over our body um so that going into the shop and buying the wrong size that might not mean that somebody has body dysmorphia that mean might mean that they're just not yet used to going to that rack and used to taking that size they might also not be ready because a lot of people aren't confident yet you know it it's slow and steady you know just because a body has changed doesn't mean that idea of ourselves has changed yet we might not be ready to show the work we've done or we might fear what those people are going to say you know what's happened why are you you know why have you lost weight so it's it's sl- your own journey and slowly and slowly when you start feeling comfortable in clothes because you don't have to wear clothes that you you know it's up to you you can wear yeah. baggy you can wear um tight you can wear short you can wear long that nobody tells you that so mm-hmm. find your style you know and find your smile if something makes you smile when you're wearing it i think that's a really good sort of I don't know, ruler on this makes me feel good. Now, something you just said there, just because I think when people go out to, to lose weight, they want to make all this change, but there's also nothing wrong with you've lost weight. Nothing has to change. Yeah. Your style doesn't have to change. You know what I mean? I guess, you know, obviously the lifestyle that you're living in, the choices that you're making and now being in tune and all of that, but other things that you choose don't have to necessarily change. Losing weight doesn't, doesn't have to mean that everything changes, yeah. which I think is really interesting. Of course, with this conversation, we're realizing it's much more complicated than. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's the why that you talk about so beautifully. If somebody's why is that they want to fit in that suit, then they're going to get out there and get that suit on as soon as they can. Whereas other people, it's 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 something else. It's something else that they're working towards. Um, and they don't need to then think, oh, I'm going to get in that bikini. You know, it, it's yeah. it's private. And, and, and like we know, there is a, a lot of trauma literature that shows is related to weight gain and obesity and body image and trauma can you know we we know how terrible traumas are little t's um and big t's but if that's been about the body we also might still want to hide our body if our body has been somebody has taken advantage of it if somebody has made us feel like a a sexual object um Mm -hmm. A lot of us know what that feels like, that people have said, oh, you're using your femininity to get you places or your beauty. It's it's tricky, you know, and then we we judge. We judge and, people, you know, and we've got to own that bit because we do, we still do. People's outside appearance, what they wear, does message to people. Yeah. You know, if we see a police person, it makes us think something. If we see somebody with a dog collar, it makes us think something. If we see, you know, somebody suited and booted, and it's really powerful because when we look at social psychology on bystander behaviors, if we dress somebody up to look like a homeless person, and then we ask them to act like they're sick on the street or on, on on the tube stay on the subway, nobody helps in social psychology. People just go, oh, 
did it to themselves. But if you're in a suit or in heels and a and a you know an outfit and you're sick, so many people help because they perceive you as worthy. So it's it's very powerful. It's not very nice, but we're all we're all in it. We're all in this world. You know, I this morning I'm like, what should I wear? I want to look nice. So, you know, Sunday, what should I wear? I want to look nice. I want people. And so we do it, you know, because we do get this feedback loop. So this is where it's extremely difficult because you're wearing your body. You can't just every day choose what to put on. You're you're in your body every day. There's a comment here. Words do hurt. Years ago, mm. someone said that it looked like a beach ball with arms. Like mm. that obviously is someone. And I've I've seen women who are larger sizes who are like the most confident people I've ever seen who just exude yeah. energy and they're vibrant and they look like they are just like so happy and content. And 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 maybe they are, maybe they're not also. But it, it's so we can't stop how people perceive us. Um, you know, what someone thinks is beautiful, someone else thinks is ugly. But what do we do with that? What, like, obviously, that person who said someone looks like a beach ball with arms is a fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't care what they say, but we do. So what can what can we do? Because you bring up trauma, a lot of people are really traumatized by the, their size, whether it's getting on an airplane and needing a belt extender or, mm. you know, or just like feeling people's eyes on them or when they're at a restaurant and they're choosing something to eat or just because they're eating an ice cream cone, someone's judging them because they feel like, is that, is that, I mean, is it us feeling that we're judged? But then we, to your point, we also know we are being judged. So what the it's, hell do we it, do with it that? Is yeah, it's both, isn't it? And, and when I work with visible difference, you know, my ch the children that are born with um, skeletal differences or cleft palates mm. that have been mended or whatever it is, when I, I'm teaching them to be proud of themselves inside, you know, to be able to, to have that social confidence to say, hello, my name is, um, and yes, I've got this, you know, I'm, I'm getting surgery done for this or whatever it is. And I love football or and I love hockey and I love to dance. So to move it on and to armor up, it's getting better now, armor up people to know that if people are looking at you, don't we don't want to jump to the conclusion all the time that they're scrutinizing us. They might be interested. You know, I remember my little boy when he was tiny looking at this lovely man's hair and it was just so incredible and and leo said how do you do your hair and the gentleman was so kind and he he told him how he would do it but if we can lower our own defenses too and, and say hi and be nice and make eye contact because we're, we're very ready especially if we've got a history of people being mean to us to assume that people are going to be and then it's a vicious cycle that CBT pattern, the thoughts, the feelings, the behavior in the body, our body's going to signal, uh-oh, everyone's looking at me. Our thoughts yeah. are going to go, what are they going to say? What are they thinking? How am I going to sit down in that waiting room? Then our feelings are just going to go. You know, we're anxious, we're panicky, and then our behavior is to probably leave or to make ourselves very small and that's terrible. You know, our brain is going to signal 
this is devastating. I'm less than these people and we're not. So when we break that cycle, we want to think, okay, we do know why this is happening. And we were going to try and do some behavior experiments of standing up straight, making eye contact, smiling. Maybe we've got a book so that we know that we can read our book or we've got our earpods and we can, we can make a place for ourselves in that waiting area because we're just as deserving, whatever size, whatever height, whatever color, whatever race, or would, we just are, you know, we are mm. all worthy. Mm. You know, I, I always say that. And what did, what, what did Martin Luther's King father say? You are as good as anybody. Yeah. And, he, and he, that's what we have to remember. You are as good as anybody. Well, here's a comment. I'm always amazed at how rude people can be without even registering that years later, their words are still impacting others. I mean, that hurt people hurt people. You yeah. know, we and the reality is we can't control what other people say. Here's another comment. Uh, negative body image started at a very young age. My doctor told my mom at age eight not to give me chocolate milk. I completely knew what he was saying. Yeah. Then uh, my aunt would say how pretty my face was and how good I looked after I came home from camp. Also saw my sisters struggled and would sneak food and how my parents struggled with weight too. Even at camp as a teen, I wouldn't wear shorts because I was so self-conscious of my legs. And as an adult, I had people say things about losing weight as well. I know. Yeah. Right. Then you lose the weight. People say things. So so there's a, obviously people are unpacking a lot on their weight loss journey. And yes, this is a program that's healthy for your body, body and also equally healthy for your mind. But are there things that people can do along the way on top of maximizing and trying to get better sleep and move their body and do all these things to help them lose weight? Is there something that they can be doing as they follow the program that can also help with how they see themselves and their body image along the way and, and unpack some of these things that are coming up? I'd say to ment mentally and intentionally think about letting go, losing those beliefs, like as, along with the weight that you desire to think, okay, mm. what's something I have believed or something I have heard? I'm going to let that go. And when it comes up, I'm going to find if I have a replacement, you know, a replacement thought, um, more, more of a, a supportive thought to say, I'm on a journey, you know, and they didn't know. They, people, you're right, hurt people hurt people. And we just want to just go, enough, they're holding me back now. They've spent too much time in my in my brain, they've taken up too much real estate and let them go, drive away from them and see that thought or see that comment in your rear view mirror getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Because we have to cut it. We have to start thinking, okay, what do I want to say to myself? Yes, they said it, but they were, they, that was mean. It hurt me, but it doesn't mean it's true, you know, and wow. we've, we've then got to think, let, let me now be the driver of my bus, not them. Because if we're still thinking and blaming them, it's going to hold us back. So we've well, got to be in charge. Well, I, I tell the story all the time about how when I was in university and I was, you know, teaching classes and working out and all of those things that I was, I was big. And I, uh, one night after the bar, I was waiting for my friends to come out and some drunk guy, I was standing beside a tree and some guy, drunk guy was like, oh, look at that girl's legs. Like they're, they're the size of the tree. She's got tree trunks for legs. And I remember him walking by 
just kind of laughing and then carrying on with his friends. And I still fucking think about it. I'm 50 yeah. years old. That was like 30 years ago. And so that I'm, I'm really grateful that happened because that sent me down the path of like, what is going on with me? Why am I mm -hmm. exercising all the time and, and, you know, hardly eating anything and there must be something wrong with me. That's what mm -hmm. I thought. There must be something wrong with me. And that's why I went to the doctor. So, you know, I reflect back on that. I'm grateful for that moment because that was the catalyst for who I am and where I am at today. There is something to be said, I think, from if someone says something that bothers you, there is a message in that for you. The message mm -hmm. isn't I'm fat or I look like I lo actually look like a beach ball with arms. The message there is like, why does that bother me? Good. And so Very how do good, we, Gina. yeah, like what, what is that? And I always say, turn up the internal volume on that. What is that about? So do you have any tips for that? Like someone says something, it bothers you in the moment rather than actually putting your energy out there and be like, what an asshole, what a jerk. They're this. I can't believe they said that. Mm -hmm. Do you have a tip for, for in, this, internalizing in a healthy way? That's like, okay, I'm upset by this. This has triggered me. Maybe this has brought up some past traumas. Like, what do I do with the, the feeling that I'm left with and the thoughts that I have? I think you just answered that question beautifully. I think that was really brilliant because we are triggered and it's really good that you've just put the spotlight on that to notice why, you know, to think which, if, if we draw a pie chart, a, a, you know, a, and then start thinking, okay, which bit am I responsible for? You know, when that day went, you know, not so well, which bit's me, which bit were the buses, which bit was the weather. Da, 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 da. So we always want to think, which, where am I in this? You know, which, which, how do I fit? Um, could it be me? You know, because you were very right. And, and yesterday with one of my clients, we were talking about that because when something was said and she took it really badly, and but there was a truth in there that hit us, hit us, you know, it was a hot spot. So we want to look out for these hot spots and then do as you just said. It was lovely. Sit with it. You don't, you might not want to sit straight with it. You might say, okay, I'm going to, um, make myself some vegetables and I'm going to ponder it. And then I'm going to just have a conversation with myself and think, okay, what, what was it? How did I feel? Why did I feel reactive and defensive? Because we want to, we want to tune into that. Like, what? What was that? Why did I want to blame out? You know, and you know, well, they didn't do it. You know, you, you know, maybe we, maybe we don't get um, ready enough for a race, and we blame the coach. Well, they didn't do this, and they didn't do that. But did we do the bits? You know, did we? And you often say that. You know, are you doing the pieces that we know will help? Um, and I think that would be brilliant to start to start leaning in to think, okay, why, why, which bit of that message bothered me? And yeah. I think what a what a wonderful way of you reframing that incident that you were able to think, okay, I, it was a horrible thing. He should never have said it. But wow, somehow then it set you down a path that might not have happened as quickly, or like that's really powerful way of viewing it. Well, he wasn't wrong. I had really big, thick legs. And but then that's where I saw the truth in that. And it was obviously upsetting to me. But at the same time, 
there was something off, right? And it was like way deeper than what I really thought. The off was I was trying to lose weight in a way that I was taught that wasn't working for me and actually having the opposite effect. So there is, yeah. there is truth in that. I do want to take just a hot second to read this comment as we all take a deep breath, because this is a heavy conversation. To all my Libby Nation friends, we are beautiful and brilliant, important and worthy courageous and strong. We are deserving to let our light shine. Can I just, just reading that comment just calmed me down. It just changed my whole energy and vibe. Um, if you can see this comment, I, I highly suggest not just listen to me, say it out loud, but read it yourself and let it, let it resonate. In a sense, isn't that what we have to do for ourselves? Yes. You know, yeah, positive, po positive talk is really important, catching those negative thoughts and replacing them. Because we might not be able to say the positives yet because we might not believe them. Ah. But we can start by catching the negatives and going, oh, that was mean. You know, because forcing people to say things they don't believe, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know. Yeah. Belief is top. I mean, we have people who lose a hundred pounds, they get into the maintenance group and they have such massive trust issues mm -hmm. in believing that one, they've done it in a healthy way when they've clearly done it in a really healthy way. Yeah. And two, that they're going to be able to sustain it when there's no reason why they can't, they're fully aware. They, they know how they gained weight. They know how to lose weight. They know how to maintain their weight. But that belief is like, you can lose a hundred pounds and that belief is still there. Mm. What's it? Everyone is different. Is there is there a way to fast track to get to the place where you're from? <laughs> like, how much fucking time does it need to take? Oh my god! I know imposter syndrome is real, isn't it? You can you can be there, you can be doing it, and you can still be full of doubt. You know, how am I here? When will I be found out? Where, you know, um, but it's also interesting because a lot of people will have spent a lot of their lives thinking about weight, thinking about food. Thinking, you know, not being in places they wanted to be. And then suddenly they're where they wanted to be. Yeah. Okay. And then that can be unnerving and a bit scary because what now? Now do we go and 
you know, apply for a job? Now do we maybe want to go meet someone? Now do we come out and say hi to our neighbors? Like, I feel nervous even visualizing it because we have mirror neurons. I can empathize with that. That would be really scary. (laughs) You know, suddenly the what now? You come out with the chrysalis and you're there. And some people will go, no, and they go back. Okay. And so then if we notice that we're going back, there's likely like you, you've alluded to and why we talk more to work on, you know, to be thinking, what is so scary there? You know, um, how come, hello, Elvis, Elvis is coming. Um, well, so I, it's important I, to notice. Important to notice. So let me use myself as, as an example. We had this beautiful event on Sunday. It was just, it couldn't have been any better. It was amazing. Right before I'm about to go in, I'm in the car. I didn't sleep the night before because I was so excited. I honestly, just so excited to meet everybody. I knew it was going to be amazing. Yet I get there, I'm in the car and I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like hyperventilating. I'm almost in tears. I'm like, what is happening to me? And my daughter, who also deals with anxiety, she's like, do you you not want to go in? I'm like, I want to go in so badly. I'm so excited to get in there, but I'm having this reaction. And then I go in there and it is the most magical day meeting. I mean, from their end, the event wasn't perfect for sure. Um, but from all, from my perspective, it couldn't have been any more perfect. It was, meeting people was amazing. I had the best time, terrified before I went mm. up on stage. And thank goodness, our, our beautiful, amazing community, right as I'm about to go on stage and they call my name, they get up and they're just so welcoming and loving. And I just, my whole heart, I cannot. And I go up on the stage and I'm still terrified. My mouth is so dry. I can't even practically talk because you know, when you're, you're whatever it was, adrenaline, my, all the water in the world wouldn't have saved my dry mouth. And then, you know, and then that was done. And then I had this experience and Gabby comes on stage and I'm having this surreal moment where I'm there. And at the end of the day, I drink some champagne with my team. And then I get home and I'm just, I can't deal with it. I'm when I should, when I should be in the moment and so thrilled and heartful and I retreat, like you said, I just pulled Mm -hmm. right back because now what? Now I'm going to. No, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> it's everything I wanted and more. And then when I received it, I am just like, I am so, I don't know what's going on. And people say, just enjoy it and whatever. And I would love nothing more, but I am just retreating. And it took me all day yesterday to kind of recover from it. I was just... Oh. You know what I mean? And so I can relate. You work so hard to lose this weight. You put this time and energy and effort and you do it the right way and you work through hard shit and then you get there. And then I think this is why a lot of people talking sabotage will sabotage Mm -hmm. themselves. I'm not worthy. Or what if I, what do I have to do now? Or now I got to do all of this. Now Mm -hmm. that I've done this, now it's like, now I got to do the next thing. It's a big feels for something that we accomplished that we wanted. Yeah. So what? Why though? What? <laughs> the brain. The brain is so brilliant and so tricky, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think I think you explained performance anxiety and panic really well just then. You know, you let you ha- you had that moment of oh my goodness, I'm here. 
you probably, you know, you, we would have been able to probably catch the thought, you know, is, are people going to be there? What are they going to think? So all of those thoughts are going to have triggered, you know, triggered that fight, flight, faint or freeze response. And you, you felt it. You felt all of that physical sympathetic nervous system blast you with what you needed, but which yeah. is debilitating at the same time if it gets too high. You know, that's, yeah. that's performance anxiety where we, we just can't go on. And you did, which was amazing. You got out of the car um, because often anxiety, like you've described, stops as soon as the thing is there. Okay, we an- anticipation is, is yeah. hard because it's, you know, it's not there yet. But as soon as we're there, we're in that sort of, okay, sink or swim, here we go. Um, yeah. And you've got that wonderful feedback. Um, but yes, then there was the crash. You know, you were exhausted, but it makes a lot of sense. Your brain was very tired. Your brain didn't sleep. So it managed, it held it all together on the Sunday. And that socializing, that connection, that thinking on your feet, the emotion, the ability to interview and be interviewed, you had to have all the best bits working on, you know, so it needed just to retreat. So I I wouldn't be frightened about that. I think well done brain well earned break you know okay i love this and the reason why i shared that is i want people to understand i'm aware of it all happening in real time right that's why i was able to get in the door and go on stage and that, and, and but being aware of it doesn't doesn't stop the feelings behind it and there could be something to be said here for after you, we're in the pursuit of change, in the pursuit of change, in the mm-hmm. pursuit of change, you know, the, the, the lowest low, the lowest low, the lowest low, you reach your goal. There could be something to be said about taking a long ass minute and reflecting on where you are at to, to yeah. it, is it that where that can catch up? I know it feels like for people who've lost a lot of weight, it can take time for their brain to get caught up to where their body is, is at. Yeah, we are in action all a lot of the time, aren't we? We're just we're just an actor in this in this movie, an action movie, and this pursuit of stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff. Just we don't know what to do in yeah. the calm, in the here and now, in the rest, in the easy bit, in the plateau. We've we've forgotten that we're supposed to have rest. You know, in the older days, shops were closed on a Sunday. And it was a day of rest and, and being with our family now. It's 24-7. Shops are open all year round, even, you know, holidays. We don't stop and we don't sleep. You know, it's people are prioritizing the wrong thing and thinking that if they stop, then they're not working hard enough or they're lazy or they're not ambitious. You know, yes. again, another version of body image. But now this is self-image. Like, who am I? Am I looking like I'm hustling? all of the time but we've all met that person that's got it together and has the boundaries and is you know i i love my neighbor because i don't know whether lovely christina knows but i've seen her reading on a sunday and i'm like oh (laughs) she's she's reading (laughs) you know and and not doing laundry and cleaning her house and raking up her leaves and organizing her closets and doing all that she's probably done it all before i've woken up but you know but that moment and we and i find it so appealing when i see it happening people being in the moment 
you know, over the road, there's a little boy and the mum and the dad and the dad will mow the lawns and the little tiny boy, he's probably three, has his pretend mower and absolutely believes he's doing it with his dad. And yeah. I'm like, they're in the moment. They're, they're, mm. they're nurturing each other. They're appreciating the work that they've done through the week and now they've got time in. And so it's the same, you have been building up to this conference. You have been going at the speed of a Formula One car. And what I say even in my sleep group is you can't expect yourself to just stop. You're going to go through it a little bit and it's really hard, but you're, you know, now you're here, we, you need to rest. You need to not start worrying, what's wrong with me? Why didn't, you know, am I okay? Did I love it? Did I, you know, just listen to your body and rest and read and paint and watch the leaves fall from the trees. It's really that. important um, that we are human and, and rest our brain. Speaking of sleep, uh, so many people had questions about sleep. We have to come on. That's got to be a whole separate conversation for sure, because I want to dive into the research you've done on sleep um, beyond Alana, who's amazing with some sleep hygiene tips. You actually get into how lack of sleep affects your brain and have mm -hmm. studied sleep and you know whatnot on another level. So I want to have that conversation with you at another time. Um, cognizant of time today, what is your biggest, um, what's your, your best advice for people who are struggling with their, with their body, with their body image? I know it's complex in terms of what particularly they're struggling with, but what would be sort of one takeaway for people today? The fastest way would be use that technique to start thinking, how would you speak to a little person? Mm. How would you be that? It's, it's so sounds so simple, but it's so powerful. Yeah. If you had a young, a little girl in front of you or a little boy in front of you that said, I have legs like tree trunks, mummy. What would you say to them? Or, you know, nobody is going to like me because my teeth are wonky. What would you say to them? Like you're going to build, you're going to be with them. Let's be realistic because remember, that's important to say, okay, maybe I am not healthy right now, you know but let's love ourselves from the inside out. And let's look at what, what are we as well? You know, like we talked about earlier, list what other attributes you have, compassion, yeah. you know, caring, patience, playful, mm. um, empathic, all of that matters. And you would be kind, you'd say, shall we, shall we work on this slowly together? Shall we look at some choices that we're making? Shall we be kind? But we're doing it for for that person, not for what other people are going to say. Even though we we clearly know what we are re receiving reinforcement and receiving feedback all of the time. But once we know it's us, it's our body. We were perfect when we were born. We are perfect now. It, isn't that it though? Seeing ourselves as the perfect beings that we are. I'm perfect right now. I may still want to make change. And when I make yes. that change, I'll still be perfect. That, that, yeah. that doesn't, it doesn't change anything, you know? Oh my gosh. We, learn. we all learn. We don't say I'm done. We don't say, oh no, I know. My little boy says that. He's like, I know how to do that now. Mommy. I don't like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to, do you want to get better at it? You know? So it's, it's not a, it's not a criticism that we want to be better and we want to learn and we want to grow or we want to take care of ourselves. That's, that's our right. 
And no yeah. one should take that away from us. And we shouldn't take it away from ourselves. Just because some other people have said we're not worthy, we don't want to turn it inward. Yeah, do you know, and well, you know what I find it helps too is um, as Gabby, uh, Gabby Bernstein was doing a talk on Sunday and talking about judgment. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's what I love about this program. It keeps your energy directed at yourself rather than out there. And I, I find a lot of times if when you're out judging other people, you know, if you find yourself judging other people, stop that. Because yeah. when you're out there judging other people, you're also assuming that you are being judged. And when you're yeah. feeling judged, especially on something like your 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 body and your body image, that affects that. And I find that's a that's one way to kind of minimize that noise is to stop judging other people. And when you see everybody else is perfect, you start seeing yourself as perfect. I mean, obviously there are some horrible people who do awful things. I'm not, I'm not saying that you suggest, oh, they're perfect and they're fine, but I'm talking the every day when you see someone who's wearing a pair of jeans that maybe don't look so great, or you see someone eating a big bowl of food that you know is too much for you, or those little tiny ways that we judge people. If you can really yeah. minimize those, you're, you're going to minimize that internal judgment voice that you have of yourself. Yeah, catch it, catch it with the net, you know, yeah. and, and notice that they're there, they're turning up, you know. Um, and and yes, I loved what Gabby said too. It, it's powerful. Why do we do it? You know, what is it in ourselves that we don't have or we can't get or we wish we did, which makes that part of us come out, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, but we want to be, we want to be forgiving when that happens. We want to, look at it, spend time with it, and then think, okay, ha- why? Where's that come from? Is it because I don't think yeah. I can do it? You know? What is it? Um, oh, my gosh. It's such a big co- – that's the takeaway of this, all of our conversations, this whole group. It's such a big conversation. It's just yeah. – there's so many different paths we can go down with this conversation. It's such a big thing for people to deal with, to overcome, to work through. Um, yeah. It's such a big conversation. I think the first thing we want to do is just normalize the conversation and help people recognize what a big conversation it is. And it, I hope that people aren't walking away feeling overwhelmed. I think that if you are aware that you're thinking this way or doing these things or whatever, that's half of it. That's half of kind of working through all of your issues um, that you need to work through to get to the other side where of that self-love, of that self-acceptance of seeing yourself for who you really are. Um, uh, There's one more comment I want to read out here. I am so proud of all of us for turning Mm -hmm. up the feels today and being here and working through these difficult conversations that need to happen in order for us to heal and be our best selves. So much love in the group. That's what, that's exactly what this is about. Ah, Wonderful. I love you. Wonderful. What do you want me to give you a takeaway? I always like giving you a takeaway. Soon I'll run out of them. So in a panic, (laughs) in a panic, often that means that your emotional brain is on and your wise brain is not there. Your emotions are coming. Mm. So Something that comes from dialectical behavioral therapy, so DBT, is a technique called TIPS. I, le- I like giving people these things. T-I-P-P and I add the S. TIPS, so it's double P. Okay, so T. Yes. Yeah. T is temperature. Okay, if you feel that happening to you, again, Gina, where you're getting flooded, cold, cold, cold on your neck, you wouldn't have wanted to ruin your makeup or your hair, 
But ideally, like you'd splash your face with cold water, you'd dunk your head, you'd have, the, and that makes your brain think you've fallen into cold water. And it will give but, you this moment of, <gasps> okay, so it'll get your brain's attention. Well, if they are struggling in their own way, having a bit of a moment, they could splash they some could. cold water on their face. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Or some okay. snow, you know, when um, I'm, I help a lot of um, high, high rugby players, they'll have an ice pack if they're worrying about going on, you know, performance, cold, cold. Right. And so it brings okay. you in the here and now. And then you've got a moment, you see, because when your brain goes, <gasps> then you can think, I can do this. I am ready, mm -hmm. I am prepared, and I'm going to put my foot out of the car because once one foot's out, the other foot follows, and then off you go. I is intense exercise. So you've learned, everybody's learned how to do a burpee now, but you don't have to always do that. You can just punch, you know, you can do some sit-ups, you can just do some kicking nose, but you want to be out of breath because that helps the, all of that energy do what it needs to do. Okay, so do a little dance. Yeah, yeah, do a do little, little dance. dance. Yeah. Um, first P is progressive relaxation. So tensing all of the bits. You know how I will, I'll, when I do my sleep work, we'll tense our fists, we'll relax our fists, we'll tense our forearms, relax okay. all the way through. Okay. Because that then brings the parasympathetic nervous system on. The next P is paced breathing. So you would breathe in for three and i always i always count with my fingers so i'd go in for three out for five and you do it for about three or four rounds and you can see that when you're doing it you're looking you're breathing you're hearing your breath and so you're giving oxygen to your brain you're distracting your brain because you're counting and you're looking at something, so you're very mindful and present. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. the second P. And then S is for all of your senses, which we sort of did a bit with our hands just then. And so you might see five things and describe them in detail. You might feel four things and describe it. It's cold, it's hard, it's thin. We might um, be able to smell three things. We might smell our conditioner. We might smell our detergent. Mm. We might taste two things. We might taste a mint. We might taste our tea or our drink. And then we could, um, what's the last thing did I say? Here, have I done listen yet? And we could listen. We could listen out for a, a sound, whether it's um, the wind, the air conditioner, the radio. So use all your five senses to bring you in the here and now. And that will help panic move away. Because if we're doing any of that, we're going to signal to that part of the brain, I'm here, I'm safe, and I'm spending time, which means the saber-toothed tiger is not about to eat me. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, thank you for my own personal therapy session. But I'm also thinking about members in the group when they're feeling so hopeless and down and this isn't working for me or I get on the scale and they're really in that mode of like, I'm going to give up and I can't yeah. and I'm just like, do you know what I mean? It's just like, I think just really kind of recentering yourself and, and really being in the moment. And then that's going to help give you that clarity to then be like, you know what, I am doing great. And yeah. I am, you know what I mean? I am here and, you know, I give you that opportunity to calm down. I would imagine both physically and mentally, 
so you yeah. can see things for how they really are. Lovely. Ooh. And then you're what you're right. Your wise brain can then come and help you. Oh, well done, that. Gina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Can we just can we just sit here all day long and I would love topic it. after topic after topic? Oh my gosh. I I've um, got to say I love your mum so much and your two <laughs> girls. I talk to them forever. I love them. <laughs> Dr. Beverly was at the conference. I, as soon as I told people you were there, everyone went on the hunt for you. You were like, you were a little bit incognito. I think no one, you were sitting right behind me at the table. And I was like, have you seen Dr. Beverly yet? People were like, Dr. Beverly's here. I'm like, I know she's the real star of the show here at that conference. Um, thank you for coming. It was lovely to have you. Well, I saw you with my mom and I was like, oh gosh, my mom probably needs a whole my mom needs to sign up for a whole bunch of sessions with you just to deal with me. <laughs> what a wonderful mom. It's no oh, wonder. It's no wonder she, you know, you are, you are a testament to her. Just what a wonderful woman. Oh yeah. Well done all of you. My goodness. <laughs> hey. I'm, sure she's, I'm sure she's blushing. Uh, yes, if she's listening to I love you. I love our conversations. Yes. Uh, Halloween. Um, we could have so many more conversations. I'm looking forward to all the conversations that we're going to have. I hope I exhaust you of all your tips because I, I'm absolutely <laughs> here for it. I'm here for it. Um, Dr. Beverly, people are going to want to know where they find you. I believe it's your psychology center.com or CA your psychology center.ca on the okay. Instagram. I think I know it now. Dr. Doctor, like D-R-D-R, -D -R, Beverly M. David. Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but it's so exciting. I've got nearly a thousand followers now. Oh, so please come and find me because I'm going to have like a little dance party. Um, <laughs> oh, and I forgot to say my lovely friend Scott, he was like, I was talking about body image this morning. I was like, what shall I say? And then he did this song and I said, I'm going to try and say, he's like, validation. Like this, and I was like, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, yeah, what am I doing? Yes, go and find me on Instagram. Um, and then okay. sign, sign up for my next sleep group. I'll open the I'll open the workshop after this. I meant to do it this morning, but I'll open it ready for anybody that wants to jump into the next sleep workshop because I'm just finishing a wonderful group. My calming your anxious brain group starts this time next week, so I think there's wow. a couple of spots left. But okay. I'll open another group for February. I'll do another sleep group in February and another calming anxious brain in February. So that's all on okay. my website. People can go and jump in there. Go to your website, find more information about all your offerings. I love that. And of course, I want to have you back and have that sleep conversation. It's so important. We'll definitely schedule yes. that in for the next group when we talk about sleep. Maybe we'll have a panel on. We'll have like you and Alana talking about Lovely. sleep. And we should also add Dr. Alinka to that because she can talk about hormones and how that. Oh my gosh. I have a million ideas. That would okay, be quite go. the party. Right? <laughs> All okay, right, here we go. Dr. Beverly, love you. Have an amazing okay. day, everyone. Bye. <laughs>
jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.